Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neat the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heart strength that plays soft and low You know the night What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Not a good day to be a shareholder on Netflix, that's for sure. <laughs> but listen, it's only up, uh, I don't know, a billion percent since the beginning. So certainly a little bit of drawdown never hurt anybody and uh, uh, not 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 that big a surprise. You know, you can't keep pushing things to the moon at some point. They're going to turn around. But I, I do think that it, it, it does show a warning sign uh, of, of, of what will happen. You know, this, this earnings season that we're coming into is so, so over-expected. The expectations are so high, 20%. It's already been priced in. I, I think the markets have been priced for perfection. Uh, and I think that when you do see somebody miss... Uh, like in Netflix, you're going to see not the normal selling off, but the obliteration of, of those. And again, it doesn't mean it's not going to come back. Uh, certainly, it could be a great buying opportunity. In fact, I said on my call last night that, you know, probably, you know, if it got down to 320, it'd probably be a spot to step in anyways. So again, I think this is what you can expect going forward. Uh, again, if they make earnings, you know, if the company makes it, they'll probably be rewarded. But I, I think you're seeing the market's starting to turn into that. You better make your numbers or you're going to get clocked. And I think that's, you know, I, I, I think it'd be interesting to see Amazon. And did you see yesterday Amazon Prime Day? <laughs> Their site went down? Now, now, considering who they are, okay, and what they do, you know, they're AWS. They are the suppliers of uh, cloud storage for almost everybody, all right? Yeah, MLB, uh, you know, all of them. And interesting enough, they're, they're one, they went down, and they couldn't even get their prime day started. Uh, you know, I, again, it won't matter, and, and it, it has no other than the short-term effect and the aggravation for people that probably took the day off to uh, uh, to, to be ready for prime day. You know, but you know, people will get over it. Uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be worried about it. I mean, obviously, if you'd have known it right away, I mean, the stock didn't make a big down move and. Uh, it was up like, I don't know, 20, 25 bucks. And then the next thing it was up like five. But again, you, you know, if you're trading it that way, then, you know, you get lucky. But I, I don't see any, you know, any major problem. I don't think it, it changes the dynamics of the company. I don't think it changes anything. It's a, you know, it's a, a position that sometimes happens. You know, even the exchanges have gone down a couple of times over the years. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it, it'll cause a little bit of effect. But, you know, I think it's funny how crazy we get over Prime Day. You know, not all the deals are that great anyways. But, you know, again, it, it, you get you get caught up in the hype. You get caught up in the in the in the in the marketing. You know, again, and this is just not Amazon. This is, you know, even even the big Black Friday event, you know, around Christmas time. 
you know, there's not always that great of deals. I mean, there's a couple of doorbusters that are great deals. But, you know, again, we get caught up in the hype and, you know, it, it happens. But in the meantime, you know, it, it was interesting uh, the way it happened. I was actually on Fox as it was happening and I kept hitting refresh and you couldn't get in. And I, I think that what they did is they pushed it back a few hours. Uh, but uh, again, you know, n- nothing to be overly shadowed about. I, I think that, uh, you know, when you look at some of the other things that are going on around the markets, to me, it looks like we're getting ready to make a very, very big move. There's a lot of things going on. First of all, the compression of the charts of, uh, of for example, gold. Gold is, 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 you know, in fact, I wrote for Kitco this morning. Uh, it's got a new starring role in The Walking Dead because it's not going anywhere. It's, it's like it's like stuck right down there at a major key support level. Now, and we've said before, you know, 1235 to 1240 is the, it better hold or it's going under 1200. Uh, but I think one of the things we want to remember is that you know, it should be lower now if it was going to be, and it, it hasn't been able to break down. It also has not been able to rally, which makes it dead. Just like the volatility in the market is dead. Now, I'm going to say uh, that today's Tuesday, um, July the 17th. I'm going to say that in the next couple of days, we have a very, very big move. Let's say 3% plus. In either direction, again, I don't, I don't, I don't know which way it'll go. I mean, everything points to that it could be lower because we're at we're at the tippy tops of a lot of things. Uh, but again, it, it could just be determined by what what some of the earnings come out if they're good or bad. I think the probability favors the downside. You know, if it's a big move. Now again, if we just continue to grind, then I'm I'm wrong. But I'm not going to make that prediction. I'm just going to say that we're going to have a move 3% plus in the next couple of days or a week. You know, again, obviously trying to time this. But there's an explosion coming in one direction. You can see it, by the way, that volatility gets crushed continually. You can see, by the way, we can't get out of any range uh, where we continue to trade in these tight ranges. You can see by just everything that you look at indicates that this coil or this compression of the market of the trading action is setting up for a very big move. And again, we don't know which way it's going to be. I mean, again, I can give you what my thoughts are, which I have. Uh, um, and, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we have to see, you know, what the, the play is. Now, again, to, to go ahead and uh, to make a, a play here, I mean, for example, I did buy, a, and I never buy straddles. If you've been with me long enough, you know that I don't buy them. I did buy one yesterday, okay? And only because um, I believe that there is a huge move coming. And again, I don't know which way it is. I know which way I'd like it to be, okay? I know which way it should be, but those things don't mean anything when it comes to the market. The market's going to do what the market's going to do, so we have to be prepared to react to it. But I thought that this was a way to jump into it. And, and, and not only did I put the straddle on, but I put it on for this week. You know, we, the one advantage coming into this week and the reason why I chose it that way is a lot of big earnings. Plus, you have a monthly expiration uh, for options. 
So that could create, obviously, you know, it could be nothing. I could be wrong. And, and certainly I've been wrong before. This won't be the first time. Uh, but I would expect to see, uh, you know, a very big move. And, and what is it going to take? Well, you know, we did have uh, part one of Humphrey Hawkins today. And we've got part two tomorrow, which is the bank testimony where uh, Chair Polizer, uh, you've got the yield curve trying to push to inversion. Uh, you've got oil collapsing, finally. So there's a lot of things to look at that could create a major drive. And again, we can't predict when or what, but I think I'm pretty close. And as I said last week on Monday, I said that there's going to be news, and there was, okay, on Tuesday. I'm just saying there's going to be a move. Again, I, I don't know which way. I, I, that's why I position with the straddle. I will be, I mean, I would prefer to be down for a couple of reasons. A, because I think it brings back more trading action. But in the meantime, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see if I'm right. But uh, I would look for a pretty big move in the next couple of days. So we'll see how that works out. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horwitz. And, of course, I want to remind you to check out our high school investing program. It's at highschoolinvesting.com. See what you think. If you'd like to help us out and let us stay in business for another year. This is our ninth year, but we are. I, I'm running out of capital. I can't support it anymore. Uh, if you'd like to help us out, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, forward slash Bubba Trading. To help us continue to educate the youth of America, remember that the schools pay nothing for it. We make nothing on it. It's purely a donation from us. And in the meantime, don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. You can uh, get the, uh, the Bubba Show and, of course, the Sporting Edge. We'll be back right after the break with more of the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz, we're coming right back to you. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horwitz with you. And yesterday I did uh, a, a phone interview with uh, RFD TV. Why don't we go check it out right now? Here we go. It's Ted. Right, let's go to the uh, telephone here with uh, Todd Bubba Horwitz. He is standing by with us here. And first of all, Todd, quite an interesting day. Uh, I want to back up here and side markets because uh, it's, uh, it's starting to get a little more volatile over there. Uh, it is a little bit. I mean, it's pretty quiet, John, and happy anniversary, by the way, but it's, it's pretty quiet. I mean, there's not a lot going on except if you look at the oil markets, which are, are getting pulverized. And if you remember last week when we talked about uh, the backwardation in crude and it was $7 spread between August and December, that spread has now come down to three, which is it should go back the other way, which means I believe oil is going back down. And I think we'll see the, the high 50s before the year is over. One of the things, that, and you had sent me a link to a video that uh, you had worked on, and uh, I was watching the contents of that video. One of the um, arguments that you made in there, one of the points, I should say, is the dollar going to par. And you had some uh, pretty, uh, pretty interesting uh, data to back that up. Will that have a, a big influence, do you think, on the grains? I do not. I, I think the grains and the dollar are, you know, at some point they will have a relationship and, and they do trade together at some point. But this is not that point. You know, the grains did not benefit at all from the dollar coming down from a dollar five all the way down to 88. The grains kept going down along with the dollar. And and that relationship, although sometimes important at this point, is not. And, and if, if we get the 
the trade tariffs and the trade wars straightened out. And I mean, when I mean straighten out, I mean we go to free markets and let the actual markets trade and, and not worry about tariffs and not worry about quotas and all these other things, then I think that the dollar will have no effect on the grains because it will go to a, a price ratio. And I think that's what we're going to see. And I think that's going to be the best thing for the American farmers when it's all said and done. September dollar right now uh, just down uh, 220 points at 94.280. What's your thoughts on this grain market then today? Uh, corn slipping backward here a little bit after starting out a little bit stronger this morning. You know, they opened lower last night and then they rallied. And, uh, you know, one of the issues I have here, John, is the grains. There's there's no volume. So there's really no interest right now. So they're drifting. And typically one thing that happens with commodities is if there's going to be a drift going on, they're typically going to drift a little bit lower because they offer other than a chance to make money on a trade or an investment, they don't offer yield for an investor. So typically people will pull out on, on these very quiet days. And it really the volume has been just declining each and every day, which to me even leads up to a bigger rally when it does come, because what's going to happen is there's going to be, you know, some Something's going to happen that's going to change the dynamics. You know, all the news has been positive. Everything has been, you know, negative toward the grains. We're worried about the trade wars. We're worried about this. And, of course, at some point that will change. And markets, you know, as they say, low prices will cure low prices. And I think that's exactly what we're going to see. Todd Horowitz here with us, Bubba Trading. And, uh, Todd, when we come back, I want to get your thoughts on the livestock market and talk about the volume over there as well. We'll do that straight ahead here on The Marketers before we talk to Todd about all of this uh, this activity over here, Todd Horowitz with Bubba Trading. Over here in the uh, August live cattle contract, we are up $2.23 a hundred at 106.78, October up 124 at 108.68. The feeder cattle market for August is up $1.56 at 152.28. September's up a dollar twenty-two at one fifty-two thirty. The August hogs are down fifteen at an even seventy dollars. October down ninety-two at fifty-four thirty-eight, and December down thirty-two at fifty oh eight. Let's bring back Todd Bubba Horowitz with Bubba Trading here as uh, he rejoins us now from his office in Illinois. Well, this uh, livestock market, how closely is it kind of watching and following what's going on with the financial market, Todd? Uh, you know, John, I don't think a lot. I think that we, we've actually targeted some levels in, 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 in fats. You know, we're kind of in a big consolidation pattern from between like 103 and 108. And I think we're going to try to challenge at 108 again. And I think eventually we'll get through it and get to 110 to 12, which is our next targets and feeders uh, came down just a tad below 150, which is our downside target. And is of course have rallied. And I think we'll see probably 155. And if we can get through the 155, I think we're going to 160. I think these are going to start to trade independently to the market. You know, they do get some benefit from markets in general, but again, I, I think that we're going to start to see the agricultural space take off to the upside because I do see that the, the equities with everything priced in and these earnings season coming over that they'll start to fall here pretty quickly. You think that the market is still looking at a downside risk over here in the hogs? No, I don't think so at all. I think that, uh, I, I mean, you know, I look at hogs as, as buying a good, solid, safe stock right now. You know, I, I think it's going higher. I, I think there's maybe a little bit of room to the downside. You know, we've seen it go get down to about 52 in October. and and I, But I think that, you know, again, this is all tied to some some fear in the market, some trading fears, and I think it's really just shaking out the weak hands, we call them the weak longs, and as they get shaken out, each time we come up, we make a higher low, and the markets push a little bit higher, and I think that, you know, at some point here, we're going to see a pretty substantial rally, and I would not be surprised to see October August get into the 60s. Todd Horwitz with Bubba Trading in Redwood, Illinois, joining us here. Todd, it's always good to talk to you. Thank you very much for the uh, update. We've got brand new cutout information here at midday, and this is for both... 
And of course, that was yesterday on Monday, and that was me with uh, John Jenkinson of RFTTV talking about the grains, livestock, and the outside markets. And, you know, again, I see, you know, when we look at the markets, I mean, you know, I've been, as you know, I puked out on oil uh, a few weeks ago, but did get back in on the next rally up. But again, I think that you're seeing oil is finally changing its tune. Uh, I think you look for opportunities to sell it. Now, again, I would expect... As I said earlier, I expect a big move in the markets, uh, in the in the uh, general markets. Uh, I would not be surprised at a spike oil rally here. I mean, we're down ten percent, and you know, uh, f- uh, four trading sessions were down ten percent. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see a pretty sharp dead cat bounce. Uh, it's something that we would look at, and uh, I, I think that you know, again, I'm not going to be long for it. I mean, I could be long, you know, very short term. You know, on a on a day trading basis, but from a longer term, I'm not going to be. I won't. I will not be long oil. I'm still short, and will continue to remain short. But it would be no surprise to see a, a little bit of a rally show up here at some point. Again, markets typically don't go straight down. They don't go straight up. They do, however, grind straight up. You know, at a slow pace. But when you get some actual action, you would expect a a pretty sharp uh rally which would be a sellable rally is the way i look at it okay you're gonna get this these dead cat bounce a short covering or whatever uh and i i think you i think you have now seen uh the bottom of the grain markets uh it's been tough it's been a challenge again i i don't want to kid you all right but it does look now like the the bottoms have been put in you know if we look at the action on monday uh, only soybeans were up. They were managed to hold up, but they did give ground late, but still held a key level of support. Uh, corn uh, was up a little bit. It was actually was down overnight, up a little bit, and then and then held, and then is was up today. Uh, wheat, uh, which has been the best out of all of them, but it was struggling a little bit, and wheat seems to have found its sea legs as well. I would expect to see these rallies continue now. Uh, and I think we're going to see uh, a, a run back to uh, $4 in, in D's corn. Uh, I think we're going to see a run back to, you know, five and a half, six dollars in in uh, in wheat. And I think soybeans have a run back to about 10 bucks. Okay. I mean, it ain't going to be tomorrow. But I think we're going to start to see that type of direction moving. Uh, and I, I think that, you know, the agricultural space is going to be a great space to be in anyways. Uh, and I think again, if we'll we'll see how it trades out. Again, we don't know, but if we'll we'll see how these things work out. Uh, but if you look at you know again the certain things that we could we could look at, I think that gives us the best clue. Uh, the meats look pretty good. Okay, now fats closed. Uh, you know, fats are, are are struggling with that now resistance at the top end. Feeders look like they're going to one fifty five to one to one sixty. Uh, but I think the the play here is uh, October hogs. I think they're a great buy here. Again, they could go a little bit lower still, but I think they've made the bottom. I think the blow-off was made last week, and I think you continue now to look for opportunities. Uh, that would be how I'd view it, and that would, give, I think, give you the best opportunity to, to, to make money here. In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, don't forget to go to libertytalk.fm and download the show each and every day. Help us get to our goal of a million dollars a month. But in the meantime, also to continue to keep you informed what we're seeing in the markets. And don't forget about Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you for free 
at BubbaTrading.com. All you do is go out and fill out the little box, and every day I'll send you an update of the market, basically giving tomorrow's newspaper today. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba will be right back after the break with more. The Bubba Show. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Lady, the cow guy, is seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got The Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. And here is Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com. What's up, Matt? Hey, Todd. How you doing? I'm doing great. Well, Matt, you, you said to us that the NASDAQ was going to Pluto and 8,000. And, and, and so far, made new highs again as the general markets rallied last week. Uh, what's your take, my brother? I think we're still on track. I think we're going to get to, you know, it's tough because I have uh, shorter term targets that are at, you know, slightly different levels. And where is the actual, you know, target line for, you know, the, the medium term? I still think it's right around 8,000, but I would, I'm going to err on the side of getting into the trade. So I'm probably going to short a little bit sooner, probably around 7,900. Uh, and that's just because I have some shorter term patterns that look like they top out a little bit sooner. So uh, there, unfortunately, that's going to cause a little bit of wiggle room in, in my target. I'd like to be more precise than that. Uh, but with Russell 2000, I still think, you know, 1730 will should line up at, at that time. We should get a peak there at about 1730 when Nasdaq's peaking out. Well, um, go ahead, and then I think, and then I think we should get a, a good, you know, a good correction from that. A that good level. kick in the ass. Uh, I, I'm I, not sure that I'm also not sure that that's going to be, you know, the top top. I think that's, you know, the the bull market top. I think there's one more level higher, goes all the way up to 8600. But you know, I think this 8000 level is going to be respected first, and we're going to get a correction. Well, and again, I, I would I would think that there'd be no perfect time. Or no more perfect time than to hit those highs, because right now we're we're starting earnings season. We started yesterday with Netflix, and of course, uh, we could see the uh, strong earnings in these techs could push this Nasdaq to eight thousand in a heartbeat, right? Yeah, absolutely. You just get a couple uh, of the biggies that have a good report, and that'll do it right there. So yeah. I mean, you, know, you got you got Amazon over eighteen hundred. You got all kinds of crazy things happening, and you know it's almost reminding me of the nineties, but again, a little bit stronger. And they actually make money this time, so that's pretty interesting. And I, and I know that you've been watching uh, 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 DBA, uh, which is the yeah. the power shares for the agricultural space, and and obviously the trade wars have just ripped these apart. And I've always said, hey, this is just a great buying opportunity. I think that if it does work out, that these grain markets are going to fly to the upside, and it's a little painful now. But I, I know you had a long term target on DBA, and I, I think it might have hit. Now, what do you think? What's what's going on? Yeah, we're there. We're there. I was looking. You know, I was looking for somewhere between seventeen. Is fairly wide range, seventeen and seventeen. 
1770 as it was well 1765 as where we were going to bottom out and i was waiting to see when i thought I had a pattern in RSI, actually weekly RSI, that I thought would bottom right around where it is, right around 28 in weekly RSI, and we're lining up well with you know this bottom that I've been looking for price-wise. So I think DBA, you know, representing the whole agricultural space is very close. If it's not, if it didn't reach a bottom last week, it it's, it came very very close. So I think DBA is bottoming out. I also think that you know I want to see co- you know corroboration from. The grains are a big portion, obviously, of DBA. So I, I took a look at the grains. I haven't looked at them in a while just because, you know, the grinding bear market was just, you know, it, it wasn't something I wanted to follow every week. But I opened those charts back up again. And soybeans, you know, I'm glad I opened it up because soybeans are right at my target low. And, uh, you know, this week we will be going long soybeans. I agree. You know, I've been yeah. long, I've been long for a little longer, so I'm kind of I'm kind of choking. I might need the Heimlich maneuver for my soybeans, but I, I get it and I, and I, and I agree. And I, I think that that works out well. Uh, now, DBA obviously not the fastest moving ETF in the world, uh, but what is your target now? Do you have an upside target on this thing now? Uh, you know, I haven't even looked at the upside target yet, but it's 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 significantly higher. We're talking about um, you know high twenties, and we're you know in the you know seventeen, so basically a double. I mean, we're talking about you know basically about thirty by the time it gets there. It's a rising target actually. So even though it's about twenty eight right now, twenty nine uh, by the time we get there, it'll probably be about thirty, and uh, yeah, so almost a double. That would be a you know huge rip in basically everything agricultural, uh, and you know one other thing is with soybeans, we went you know over this for a while and I was constantly bearish on soybeans, and you know only now am I turning bullish. This was so weird about about charts. The chart, if well, let's just say I'm right and I and, and you know bottoms around here. I may not be right. I may be wrong, but if it bottoms here, then it it's the chart. You know most people would look at the agricultural commodities of grains and say, you know, that's all about Trump. That's all about, you know, trade wars and so forth and, and tariffs. And how did the charts know that was going to happen? How did they, we had to get down to these price levels, from my opinion, if that's true and we bounce here, then somehow the charts knew about tariffs and trade wars. That's what I think is so weird. Like, how does that? They always you know. know. The chart, they always know. They uh, always know. Uh, you know, it's funny, it, real quickly, but it's funny. I said last uh, last week, uh, I think last over the weekend or last Monday, and I said, there's news coming out. I don't know what it's going to be. There's, I can see by the market, by the charts, that there's news coming out. And sure enough, what happened on, on Tuesday at uh, 4.55, news came out. The markets got clocked for about an hour. Right, they the right. five minutes before the the aftermarket session closed, the, the Dow went down 150 points. So again, the charts always know, and I think that's one of the things that we always want to make sure people understand is that by the time you get the news, for example, last there was new, you could see crude was getting ready to maybe sell off a little bit. Right, you you had a target at yeah. 75, and 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 sure enough, Wednesday morning uh, they had the EIA number, which was a they were looking for a draw of 3 million barrels, which is bullish anyways. And of course, the draw came in at 12 million barrels, which should have been unbelievably bullish. And what happened to crude? It went down four bucks. So again, that's why the charts are the king when it comes to all the stuff we do, are they not? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you know, I'm a total, you know, 10 years ago, I totally converted from a fundamental perspective to a technical perspective. And it's helped me out more than anything else. And, 
the charts know. I mean, even with with tariffs and other things, as as long as it's in you know the realm of human consciousness and people know about it, then it just it will show up on the charts. The only thing I I have seen not show up in the charts is things that nobody could ever know about, like zero people could know. Fundamental news bomb, baby. That's that happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like a war breaking. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen, but based on general information that is not a surprise, it tends to show up in the chart, which is which is what I think. You know, I know oil. So let's talk about oil real quick. What was your what's your take of oil now that it came down? It got down to I think sixty nine twenty last week. Uh, What's your take now? Where do you where do you think it's going? Well, I think, you know, I'm still bearish on it. I, it's neutralized on daily indicators. So I'm not, you know, this is not, uh, it, it was a good risk reward to short of 75. Now, uh, uh, 71, not as, not as, you know, uh, not as plain. I think, I, I think we're going, I think we're going to go down another three to four bucks. And then I think we're pro- it'll probably steady out again. Uh, but I'll have to, I'll have to see right now. I, I couldn't be sure because I, have, I want to see what takes place in daily RSI, see what kind of pattern sets up in it. But it looks like it still wants to extend lower. So that's, that's that'd be my bet from here. But I don't I don't know how how much deeper. You yeah you would expect what I expect. I expect it to consolidate a little bit down here after that dramatic move and then probably break lower again and check that level maybe sixty six or sixty seven something like that. And I agree. And I think that's also very familiar in in gold right now as we talk about charts. Right, gold has been ugly. You've been a bearish on gold and. And we talked about 1240 and we had a rally and everybody go, oh, no, it's going up. It's going up. And here we are right back at 1240 again. And I think mm-hmm. if it goes below 1235, it's going under 1200. What do you think? I totally agree with that. Uh, you know, 12, the 1240 level, I'm looking at a chart and you know, I'm not pot. This is the first time we've hit this potential pattern where this is we're at a support line that I think should bounce it higher if it fails here at 1240. And yeah, like you said, if we drop below 1235, that would be a pretty clear evidence that it's failed then uh it, there, there's a big gap below that like it would it would just open up an air pocket that it could just fall right through and then we're talking about you know getting uh, then we're talking about getting close to a thousand again potentially but i would the only countervailing fact to the, would be the fact that the commercials are you know the commercial traders who we recently talked about you know the uh how they manipulate the market they are they are in a bullish uh, position uh, historically, so they're always short, but their their short position is very light right now. Right. So, ten, ten, we tend to go to the upside in gold and silver when that happens. Well, I think especially in silver, we talked about this on Crypto Investor X on Sunday night. But uh, I think that uh, uh, on silver, I mean, you know, yeah, it can go lower from here, but certainly the risk reward lies to be to to be if you you're being short here, I think you you get pounded, and being long, you could make a lot of money. I, I just don't like the risk reward. I'd rather own silver than be short silver here. I totally agree with that. You know, I'm a silver bug. Uh, I think that you know worse. What's the worst case downside with silver? We're not. I don't believe we're going to single digits. So your max loss here is thirty percent. Your upside is hundreds of percent. So longer term, uh, you know, I'm going to keep accumulating silver into weakness, and you know, do what the you know, do what the commercial guys are doing. The big guys, they're buying. So we should be doing the same thing. Uh, that Mr. Potter is buying right now. He's not selling. He's buying. <laughs> exactly. I, so I got one quick question, and then we're going to end the segment. But uh, I, I recommend that my subscribers to buy some DBA. Now, they're not that liquid, but some DBA calls out in October for $0.25, cents, uh, the 18 calls. Stocks at 17-something. Uh, you, you like that? You hate it? What do you think? Uh, 
I, you know, that's the only thing. It was is well, time. I'm not I good. Know. I'm not good with timing. It's like you know. But Oct- if you're talking about October, yeah, I think I think that's going to work out. I mean, that's I a shot, right? Out. I mean, if, if grains take off, they're going to take off. Now, whether they'll take off fast, I that's going right into harvest. So uh, we'll see. But Matt Demeter, as always, it's great to have you on. And uh, we got a little double dosey this week. We got Crypto Investor X, and we got you here on the Bubba Show. Great to have you on. I appreciate it. So always great to be here. Thanks. Thanks, Todd. This is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And make sure you check out DemeterResearch.com. He always brings good things to us and brings us good information. In the meantime, we're going to step out here for a break. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. We'll see you back here right after the break. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. It's the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz and... You know, I guess, you know, we didn't talk about it, but we're going to talk about it now is the uh, the Russian summit in Helsinki and the outrage that everybody is now feeling about the way that uh, President Trump handled uh, the question about Russian collusion or hacking or whatever it is. And I guess I'm not sure. OK, I, I look at I, I believe that he should have been a little bit more aggressive from that standpoint. Of course, uh, again, to me, I, I do think that that's probably you know something that he should have done. Uh, but I don't know if he has something planned in mind. We don't know what happened behind the closed doors with that meeting. Uh, but again, I, I would have liked to see a little bit more aggression. I, I, you know, again, I don't know, you know, why, you know, he threw his guy under the bus. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, look, I think one of the, sometimes you have to take a leap of faith. And A, I think he's the best man for the job. B, I think that uh, he is the president. And even though I didn't like Obama, or Bush, I still supported and wanted them to do well and succeed. So, you know, I don't know, you know, where everybody gets off with this is treasonous and whatever. Uh, and impeach. Somebody texted me this morning and said they felt that uh, Trump would resign from the pressure um, uh, of what's happening from this. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I don't know. I wasn't privy to the meeting inside, so I'm not defending the action. I'm telling you that I wish that it was a little bit more, I wish that he was a little bit more forceful out in front. But I also have to believe, knowing what I know, that, you know what, he's a pretty powerful guy. He kind of gets it. And maybe, and again, I don't know, again, I don't know this for a fact, but maybe he's got an alternative plan. And um, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not going to. I, 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 as I said, I wish it could have been better, but I cannot uh, get totally uh, bogged down by uh, what happened uh, because again, we don't have the whole story yet. So we'll see. But uh, obviously, there is a lot of outrage out there, and you know, it, it would be nice that if we could go through a period. If, instead of the outrage, if we could say, you know, try to support and make make America great again is, is this obviously the slogan. But if we could actually, even if it was a mistake, that we could actually, instead of being so dramatically critical, 
you know, maybe people will wake up and say, this is the president. Let's make, try to make it better. You know, that would be my my view. I mean, he's not going anywhere for at least two years. And I still believe that he will be reelected. Uh, but at the point is, is it really makes sense to try to do things better instead of being, you know, McCain, John McCain, who's a jackass anyways, um, you know, came out with some stupid tweet, you know, right after uh, it happened. And, you know, this guy is, is you know, he may be a war hero, okay, uh, but he certainly has not done anything to distinguish himself as a, a a person that wants to help. And, of course, he's been a big hindrance. And, listen, I, I understand the words back and forth and uh, so on and so forth. But, again, uh, my point is very simple, all right? The man is our president, and whoever the president is, we need to support that so that we can get through the tough times. Everybody's good, can be great in the good times. But look at what this country has given away over the years between you know Obama, between Bush, between Clintons, between Bush again. You know, maybe it's time and and again, I don't I don't defend what happened. I'm just saying I'm not sure at at, at how bad it really was. Obviously on the surface it looked very bad, but in my opinion, I don't know. I, I can't make that decision. But the thing I do know is that we do need to try to, you know, make things better. And I would like to know where the servers are. <laughs> I would like to know uh, you know, what's what has happened <clears throat> to the decline of the FBI. Uh, you know, if you look back and look at the, the, the problems we've had with the FBI in the last, uh, uh, the, the last couple of years, you know, where, is, where are these problems coming from? Okay, what, what do we expect? And, and, and to me, see, this is where the issue comes into play, is we continue to be critical of the president, but yet the FBI, which has done a lot of bad things over the last few years, uh, we don't even we don't even check into it. So uh, this is the problem when I look at uh, pompous people like uh, Strzok uh, testify, uh, and you know with his holier than thou attitude. Uh, I want to know. I mean, if we look at Rosenstein, Comey, uh, Strzok, and others, you know we always know, right? The old saying, "Where there's smoke, there's fire." So where? Where is and how do we fix the issues? So, again, you know, we can we can harp on. We can harp on what happened or we can we can try to fix everything. But, of course, when you when you listened and you watched our our house uh, have their 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 hearing with Strzok, I mean, it was that was a joke. Not only was he a pompous, lying ass, but the whole floor was ridiculous. And again, I don't blame either party for this. I blame them both. Okay, you know that I don't, I, I, I may lean, well, actually, I've said it before, I'm a libertarian. I'm, I'm not leaning to anyone's side. I have to pick the candidates close to what I want to see happen. But my point is, is that both sides, you know, they, they, none of them do, in my opinion, as a whole. Now, certainly in, in partial, you know, I'm sure there's some very good people 
there. Okay. But as a group, they do not ever, in my opinion, represent the best interests of Americans. They represent the best interests of themselves. Again, that's only my opinion. I have no factual basis other than, as I've said before, how do you go in and spend $40 million for a $200,000 a year job and come out a lot richer than you went in? That's always, that's always one of the things that, that, that amused me. Okay. Uh, and again, I've said this for the last few weeks. I mean, we, we continue to hear the lobbyists play their tune, and their tune is ridiculous. Okay. You know, again, they're, they're only worried about themselves. But yet, this, this summit has caught all the press. It has taken the heat away from everybody because, you know, in football, they call this piling on. There'd be a penalty flag. Um, you know, I've never seen so many people so happy to see failure by somebody uh, and to see the potential of, of a big problem. You would think that we might want to step up and, and, and try to make things better. But of course, not, not in today's world. Let's pile on. Let's see how bad we can make it. Let's, let's tear apart our president. And to me, that's the bigger problem. When it's all said and done, this too shall pass. But what won't pass is the antagonistic attitude and the pounding on the head of the president. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz, as always, I thank you for being here. In the meantime, don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. It's the only station you need. We've got content, 24-hour-a-day programming. And, of course, you can download The Bubba Show and other shows. And, of course, don't forget you get The Sporting Edge there as well uh, with, with uh, Wits, and, uh, Wits and Rosie. Uh, so check that out. It's a weekend show. In the meantime, everybody have a great day. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you back here tomorrow on Wednesday right here on The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.